Welcome to Real Conversations, exploring the meaning behind the music. Hi, I'm Robert Brzezinski. And I'm Jeannie Kataoka. And together, we're having Real Conversations with your favorite new thought artists. Join us as we take a deep dive into the inspiration and meaning behind the music of New Thought. Our guests are ready to share stories from their spiritual journey and creative process with you. Real Conversations is a chance to look behind the curtain and connect with your favorite New Thought artists. So let's dive right in. Real Conversations, exploring the meaning behind the music. Hi, I'm Jeannie Kataoka, and I'm here today with my co-host, Al Yankee, and you are watching Real Conversations. We're here with, uh, with Dale Kroom, uh, leader of the band Daring Greatly. Um, this is a, a wonderful band, originally from Canada and now from San Diego, that uh, uh, we're going to get familiar with today, if you're not already. The name of the band, Daring Greatly, comes from a speech that uh, Theodore Roosevelt gave in 1910, which is often referred to as the man in the arena. So I'm going to uh, be Theodore Roosevelt here for just a second. <laughs> it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who, at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. This inspiring message captured the imagination of the original band members, who were from the sunny eastern foothills of Canada's Rocky Mountains. In 2014, they formed a group based in Calgary, Alberta, that included Dale Kroom, who was with us today, his two sons, Patrick and Liam, along with their best friend, Braden Tario. And using their harmony-rich rock and roll sound, they have updated the folk rock and Americana traditions of the 60s and 70s. So we're going to get to know Dale uh, much better here in just a few moments, but we need to hear something from the band first, especially if this is your first time uh, getting familiar with them. So we're going to listen from Daring Greatly's 2016 album, Cornerstones. This is Find Your Serenity. Improvise and take it all in as it comes. Can't let the little things linger in your mind. No, no, 
Not gonna waste any more of my time Shining on my face Breathing in the wide open air I ain't got no right to complain We all heard our fair share track that is that's just great stuff the sound of this track to me dale uh it really reminds me of the band backing up dylan uh you know the the organ and 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 uh, and the and the vocals the triple meter of it it, that harks back to those scotch irish folk songs the modal harmonies (laughs) is wonderful stuff 
Thank uh, you. Yeah. What, what, what can you tell us about, about this song, Find Your Serenity? Uh, you know, we're just, we're always exploring and, and discovering how we can go deeper and how we can bring meaning to, to everything in our lives. And, and we realize that, uh, that, that, uh, there's a lot of people out there that are maybe addicted to this busyness. And, uh, and if we start becoming more aware of, you know, where we find our serenity, uh, which is, you know, maybe out in nature and, uh, um, and, and all of those things that, that are, um, you know, sort of soul inspiring, uh, those are the things that keep us healthy, healthy, keep us alive, uh, keep us motivated to show up when we're fearful. Um, it, you know, it just, it comes from that deep soulful place to, to make sure that we take time to pause and, uh, and to, and to go inward and find those places. Uh, you know, that's, that, that's, that's great. It's in those lyrics, you know, live mm-hmm. for this moment. Can't let it slip away. Going to stop worrying about all the things I can't change. Yeah. We all hurt our fair share. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're, we're always so, um, and I say we, as in the collective, uh, we're always so ready to sort of point the finger at these external reasons, uh, and all these things that are keeping us back and holding us back. And, but, uh, you know, once we get to that beautiful moment where all the accountability lies with us, then, um, then we really get to start healing internally. And then that starts to project externally. Mm. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So uh, just, just, uh, I was, uh, not only listening to the song, but also, uh, um, watching the video that you guys made uh on on youtube uh, with the hang gliding mm. <laughs> um uh, i've got a good friend who's 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 kind of a noted hang glider he's actually sort of my my partner in crime on a lot of my musical ventures scott smith and i know that's how he finds his serenity <laughs> i know that uh that that's how he gets away from the world yeah um uh, do you have any connection with hang gliding or was that just a just a wonderful idea yeah, when when uh, for the last maybe six or seven years we've been uh, during the summer, except for whatever's happening. Uh, I don't even like to say the word uh, with what's happening. <laughs> um, uh, we haven't been back to Canada, but we usually go back to British Columbia, and there's a place in British Columbia, interior British Columbia, that uh, that um, has a flight park. Um, and, uh, and we've become really good friends with, uh, the owners. And so both, uh, the boys, we all train to be hang gliders. I like the ground a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, I think our drummer liked the, the ground a little bit more, but, um, Patrick and Liam, uh, they've both done several, uh, solo flights. And, um, and so we're very connected with that community. And, and we've actually written a lot of songs about, um, the uh, the different perspective once your feet leaves the ground and then even the metaphor of flying or being up in the air it's um and looking down at the world and uh you know the small becomes smaller and the big becomes small and uh, there's so many just really cool things about flying in general that uh that makes you see things differently i guess <laughs> yeah that's wonderful so I think that even the the lyrics to Find Your Serenity, even in that one example, it's obvious that the band's 
lyrics encompass deep and introspective messages. So who are these guys? <laughs> we have um, Dale, as, as who's here with us, and he does vocals. And then his son, Patrick Kroom, uh, plays acoustic guitar and does vocals. And son, Liam Kroom, does keyboards and vocals, uh, including Hammond B3, I've, I noticed. Uh, Braden, Braden Tario is on drums and backup vocals. And uh, the newest member, David Mills, plays electric guitar and uh, pedal steel. And then uh, one, a, a gentleman who always, almost always records with them is uh, Jamie Moyer, who plays bass. Uh, so that's who everybody is. What I thought, if you, the next song up that we're going to play is Reflections of Me. Would you like to talk about that a little bit? Well, uh, we, we touched on that a little bit about just, you know, the accountability of life. And the, and the truth is that um, everything that we see externally is, is coming from us. And, uh, and so that's what that song is about, is, um, is everything just a reflection of us. So how we're healing and how we're growing internally is what we see the world as and how we perceive the world. And, and, uh, and that ultimate level of accountability is probably going to help us to, to get beyond some of the, the human silliness that exists now. <laughs> I, I chose to talk about this one because of the bongos on it. So, uh, that was, uh, the bongero on this was, uh, Enrique, Platas? Yeah. Yeah. It actually it's called Serenity Ranch and it's on top of Palomar Mountain. Uh we have a friend that owns sixty seven acres up there, Nate Harrison Ranch, and and um Vicky Morgan has been doing a women's drum circle in San Diego for over twenty years. And um, so when we were on her property uh, and we were doing a festival called the Rock and Soul Festival, it was our festival that we created, um, we had this beat, uh, but we knew what was kind of going to happen at the, at the festival with hundreds of people beating drums. And, uh, and Patrick had a, a wonderful riff from Reflections of Me, but we hadn't written the song yet. And, uh, and so when they were doing, hundreds of people were doing the drums at this festival, um, Patrick started playing this riff to those drums. And then he said, um, Dale, come on up here and, um, and just make something up vocally. And so we actually wrote three quarters of that song um, and the melodies and everything live in front of an audience that was beating the drum. That's why it's just such a special song to us. And, wow. and then we recorded it a few months later in a recording studio with uh, Enrique, who's is a local legend around Fallbrook wow. and um, yeah, just a beautiful human, him and him, him and Jimmy uh, do lots of shows around here and just wonderful, wonderful yeah, people. I, yeah. I had to pick that because my son is a percussionist and I got so good mm -hmm. when he would play the drums in the garage uh, or whatever he was playing, uh, I could sleep through it. So <laughs> I, I definitely appreciate uh, anybody who plays percussion. So let's listen to Reflections of Me. I was only trying to find myself. 
concealed by the thought that to succeed was something else. We knowingly dove into realms of the unknown and found that life is more than what you
I have, and, and I don't think I've ever told this story before, but uh, is it hey, <laughs> is um, is the, the the lack of respect for the English language, let's call it, and and how to spell and use words properly, and uh, and one sentence in the song you'll hear now, I got to use all the forms of there, um, so all three of them, and uh, in the same sentence, <laughs> just to sort of make that. Point. There's no there. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So right. anyway, that was, yeah. that was yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. 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 I'm reminded. Um, I, I don't know if you're. You know. In fact, I want to ask you about your own metaphysical background or your spiritual background. But but uh, this this song reminds me of one of my favorite quotes from uh, Jiddu Krishnamurti, which is uh, "Relationship is the mirror." in which you see yourself as you are. Mm. So the reflections and all in the mirror and all Perfect. that. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously you're a, you're a pretty spiritual guy. You're a pretty metaphysical guy. So where does that come from? What's what, you know, where, where does that, uh, what's your background with that? Well, I think, um, I think if anyone goes really, really deep intellectually, they'll always come to a point where, it will only take you so far <laughs> and you'll realize that there's there's a whole world beyond the the frontal cortex or the cortex and and uh and everybody from carl jung to uh you know all of my heroes uh thoreau uh, they all hit a point where 
they realize that uh, intellectualism will only get you so far and it doesn't explain everything. And, uh, and a lot of times we actually even have to dumb it down into words to try to understand it and that which can't be put into words. And so I think in everybody's journey, just personal development journey or growth journey, um, they'll get to this intellectual point where it will no longer completely feed them and, and it will, it will have to take us into this next journey into the spiritual realm and um and i'm not much for labels and uh and and so i I, i'm not bothered if people call it god or whatever they call it um that it's irrelevant to me um there's an energy and a connection uh that is far deeper than um the what intellectualism will provide um for me personally and uh and it's a fun realm to be in because uh, quantum physics is very, very interesting, and and um, and the universal energies and sound frequencies and all of those kind of things they take us way beyond what we can do with words, and and that's where there's some great understanding and peace, I believe. Wow, listen, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I have, I'm not going to try to add anything to that. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was that was that was just great. Well, you know, I don't know if you know, like. I was a, an executive in the oil business for 20 years. And I was president and vice president of lots of different companies. We had millions of dollars. The boys grew up with privilege. Um, but um, with the perfect storm downturn in the oil business, a 100-year flood, we had a big house on the river that flooded. And um, and the Calgary was actually a war zone at that time. It was pretty pretty spectacular in a weird way. And, um, and then going through a divorce, uh, it, it made me... Uh, take that opportunity to see that uh, chasing money for the purpose of money is soulless. Uh, we need to be better than that. And um, and the boys were asking some pretty important questions, like, "Do you really want me to follow in your footsteps, Dad?" And um, yeah. and so it brought some really great questions about you know where happiness lives, uh, how it even shows up, and we realize that it's not something you pursue, it's something that ensues from having a purpose greater than ourselves. And and um, and so when we decided to do the music thing, um, we just said, well, then we're not doing it the same as everybody else, because if we chase fame and fortune, we're going to be right at the same place that we've been with with the with the oil business and all that money so how do we give it meaning and it we just came to the conclusion that we could actually give every aspect of our life meaning every detail of our life meaning right from a hug like we hug for eight seconds instead of one and a half and we actually really mean it <laughs> and details to that too how i have a conversation if there's three people in a room, you better not be doing more than 33.3% of the talking. Otherwise, you're not sharing <laughs> the floor properly. There's a lot of those concepts that just that are lost on some people. And, um, and we just want to be aware of all of those beautiful details of being human. Hmm. I, wow. uh, I put on a, <laughs> uh, um, a series of, of uh, talks, not from me, but featuring other kind of uh, metaphysical and related thinkers. And one of them was Dr. Paul Zach from uh, Claremont. He's the director of the Claremont at Claremont Colleges uh, Neuroeconomics Institute. I had to remember what it was. Mm -hmm. And he's known as the, uh, uh, the, the hug doctor or the love, love doctor. Wow. And he, he's made a, he's made a study in neuroeconomics of all things of, of uh, 
how important it is for people to hug. And he actually has these, t- these t-shirts he puts out that are eight hugs a day. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. 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 And I'm an incessant reader and I, I read everything from depth psychology to um, a whole bunch of weird stuff. And, and uh, just because, you know, the greater perspective I'm in, in not attaching myself to anything, just curious. Um, and, uh, and one of the things that I've learned is humans are the only animal that will choose touch over food. Hmm. Imagine how, if we just felt into how profound that one statement is, and then bring that understanding into all aspects of our life, because that's so important. Like, I mean, it's led us to redesign how you're supposed to live and um, how we're supposed to develop communities and, um, and you know, how isolated we are and how little touch most people are getting and how that affects the psyche and the entire nervous system and all of that kind of stuff. So it's, um, you know, the hugging thing, we kind of laugh as it's, um, you know, in passing, it's, it's kind of important, but um, it, it's actually quite beyond kind of important. It's, uh, it's everything. <laughs> and now we have... We have concerts where hundreds and hundreds of people don't miss a show. And I think it's got something a little bit to do with the music, but I think it's a lot to do with, you know, if you come to your sh- our show, you're going to get hugged 20 times. <laughs> and uh, and so people come to get hugged. They come to get touched. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they mm-hmm. do. That makes perfect sense. <sighs> Thank you Sorry. for that. <laughs> So moving on to Darren Greatley's second album uh, called Works of Art, which is an apt title. Mm -hmm. Um, A song with a a most unlikely title, Shotgun. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's let's just give that a listen. Let's Let's start there. Let's just give it a listen. Here we go. Shotgun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Can you tell us before I make any comments or Jeannie makes any comments? Can you tell us, uh, you know, anything about Shotgun? Yeah, I, I, I actually have a, a beautiful experience of of writing that song. We were all writing it together. We were sitting around the kitchen table in in, uh, in Calgary, and and uh, and Patrick had this amazing riff, and uh, and the word shotgun kept coming up, and uh, and we just thought. What are a bunch of loving hippies going to do with the word shotgun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we just started thinking about, you know, shotgun is this broad approach, this broad stroke to things. What if we just go around and shoot everybody with the shotgun of love? And um, and so we just started. And then it got deeper into, you know, relationships people have with words. Um, and, uh, and, you know, for, um, even the word confidence, for instance, is is um, an interesting dichotomy, and people have different relationships with that word, or um, it, you know, and people have an interesting relationship, especially Americans, with anything to do with gun right now because that topic is so politicized, I guess. Um, and uh, we were actually even touring in Washington State, and, and we were playing in a school because, again, we're giving everything we do meaning. This is not just a pursuit of fame and fortune. And um, and uh, they said, uh, just one request, please don't play the song Shotgun. Everybody's a little sensitive right now. And I just thought that's actually the point of the song <laughs> is that you've developed a relationship with this word, but I'm using the word in going around and spreading love is the relationship more important than the message? 
And what other relationships do we have with words or assumptions or people or institutions or anything that's kind of been programmed over the last 50 years of our lives? Um, it's time to question all of those things because it's our relationship that we've developed and we've agreed to. It's an agreement that we've made that somehow shotgun is a bad word. But what about context? How important is that? <laughs> so anyway, it's just it's um, so now it's a it's a show closer for us. It's such an energetic song. And um, and, you know, there's only one way to get past hate, and that's to love. It's not to oppose hate. It's just to show up in love. And so that's what the song was about, is just to go around and shoot as many people we can with the shotgun of love. <laughs> so I have to ask, Dale, did you do the song even though they requested that you not do it? I wish I had a different answer. <laughs> Well, well, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I, I, just, uh, I had hope. I, you know, it's that's okay. Institutions that uh, that I also have an agreement with that we should probably uh, cooperate with. <laughs> sure, right, sure, absolutely. Right. I, I I just wondered how much you were pushing the envelope at that point. We're, so. we're pushing. Yeah, and that's great. That's great. But discerningly. <laughs> yes, yes, that's important. Yes. And, and have discretion is the better part of valor. So, yeah. So true. Yeah. So true. I was really struck by In the Distance. And I think my favorite line is uh, nothing is real in the distance. So, uh, talk to me about In the Distance. Yeah. Well, it's just we're. Our society is so destination addicted that, uh, you know, where um, success is right around the corner, retirement's right around the corner, the American dream is right around the corner. I mean, we're always working for something other than right where we're at, right the present moment. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so it was just, a, it was cool how that came together and just to bring light to the fact that uh, there is only one moment and that's right here right now mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. and all this future talk all this looking forward to achieving things it, it always just distracts us and takes us away from the only thing that's real that mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah, was it was beautiful the way that came forward awesome well let's here we have a chance to rock out to in the distance mm -hmm. Yep, it's nothing real.
Yeah, that one makes me want to get up and dance. There you go. That's got such a great ending. That great, uh, that great guitar solo. And you've got that three groove going on so strong in there. Yeah, the energy comes from right now. Yeah, and there it is. Wow. Thank you. Um, when I approached you um, uh, about doing this interview, uh, you had mentioned that you did some nonprofit work or that you had a nonprofit. I don't know anything about that, but you said you wanted to mention it. And I want to honor that. Well, it, you know, it's a funny, uh, again, it, we're, uh, we're making new agreements with everything. And, and, um, and I, and I have a general philosophy that, uh, that, um, um, that charities are in general are band-aid solutions to systemic problems. And I'd rather look a little bit deeper into that. I also believe that, um, uh, people have been sort of forced into, uh, a very limited view on how to solve some social issues. Um, and, um, and they're giving way too much power to governments to solve social issues, which I think is a wrong direction. And I, think a lot of people are giving charities, um, a, a lot of that, uh, faith to solve social issues and neither one of those institutions, um, or ideas or concepts are meant to solve social issues. I think leaders are, um, business leaders, financial leaders, spiritual leaders. Um, we're the ones that are supposed to show up and do this. Uh, but when we do, we also have to understand the landscape and the landscape is we can create several for-profit uh, companies that are continually perpetuating wealth so that ener the energy of money doesn't stop. It continues to circulate into greater purpose, greater benefit businesses. But we also might as well take advantage of the nonprofit organization structure that allows certain other things. But it, but it's always good to know its place. So it has utility, but it also has its place, just like the government, I guess. Uh, I, I mean, you'd have a hard time convincing me that the government has any utility right now, but, um, but let's say it does. It has some utility, but it's not the answer. The answer is us. It's how we show up, business leaders, how real leadership shows up. And, uh, and that's really, you know, this next phase we're we're really calling on people to, to, to show up with their money, to show up with their business skills. Uh, like someone like me that was an executive in the oil business, I could go out and make millions of dollars or I could, or I could build businesses that solve really important social issues. Well, it's kind of an obvious answer for me. <laughs> So is this, uh, I mean, everything you said is, I can't argue with any of it, it uh, but it's all conceptual. Is there anything concrete that you want to um, send people to or or uh, make people aware of? Yeah. Uh, Common Life Community is our nonprofit organization. It's a it's a learning and growth uh, organization that uh, that we're just sort of getting started, but it's but it's online. Um, we're building um, a organic closed loop shrimp production facilities uh, under the heading of food sovereignty for indigenous communities and 
I call it decentralized food production solutions. That's even a part of a bigger vision that we have about decentralized infrastructure solutions. Um, because I, I, I have this concept in my head that we're not supposed to live like we are uh, individually or isolated. We're supposed to live in community. All the other animal kingdoms know this, um, and uh, uh, but humans have kind of forgotten it. And um, and so we're we're designing. I mean, there's a lot of concepts out there as far as sustainable communities go. Uh, we're just I'm bringing this sophisticated financial model into that too, because if it's not financially sustainable, then it's not sustainable. That's the world we. So we have to grow our own food, and we have to create sophisticated financial models so that we can sustain ourselves. So we've done that. We're moving forward. We're we're creating partnerships with indigenous communities. Uh, we're, we've signed the first couple LOIs. We're in our version three uh, prototype of the shrimp production facility. Our partner is a world-renowned engineer, engineering firm out of Fountain Valley, California. Um, you know, we're just, I, what, I, what I really envision and dream of is that uh, when people hear the Daring Greatly music and the message, they're going to be inspired and um, and then they're going to look deeper into how we live our lives and how we show up. And um, and they're going to be equally as inspired uh, about that. That's a wonderful uh, combination there. You've got the, uh, the public face, this very attractive band, this very attractive music, and you've got this uh, real world concrete application of, of, of the thoughts and the uh, uh, philosophy of it so yeah kudos and and, yeah. and thank you for recognizing that uh but it's also a scary place because uh you know we live in a world where uh people are throwing stones and even more uh dangerous metaphorical objects uh that have us continuously guarded and it makes it harder and harder and i think that's by design uh, but it makes it harder and harder to sort of uh, carve your own path, uh, think outside the existing models, um, because people are scared and what and they do some weird things when they're scared, and most of through some form of criticism. And so, uh, it's a it, we're always sort of walking the ledge, and um, and it's not always easy. <laughs> so we go right back to. Go right back to the beginning with the Daring Greatly quote, right? It, well, that that's really it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even if we fail, we fail while daring greatly. Exactly, exactly. Let's move on to your uh, your current recording, the uh, "Give Myself to the World" album. Um, I think each is, each of us has chosen a couple off of it. I think um, as your vision gets more refined. Um, you, you know, uh, it, it, it gets down to pithier, pithier pieces, mm -hmm. uh, killing time, killing time. Uh, this is your, this is your country piece. Yeah. Yeehaw. Calgary <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stampede roots. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, let's just give it a listen. We've had, we've had a little bit of talking here. Let's give it a listen and then we'll come back and talk about it. Here we go. Daring Greatly, Killing Time.
when I look outside I'm amazed to see the things that cross my eyes I begin to ride To escape a bit of world that clouds my sky We say we can, but we never dare to change the comfort that we're bound to It's time to shine a light To expose the fears that we have built inside And ignore the lies See the beauty Killing time Killing a lot of fun that is just so much fun oh my goodness i you know as a as a uh, musician myself I, I i i do have some musical observations um that uh one of the things that you guys have done uh, a lot and it's really effective is 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 have this kind of uh, tension resolution this problem and solution kind of kind of formula with with the minor minor verses and then going to the major on the chorus yeah 
and it, it feels so darn good. I mean, you're, you know, you guys are very, you got a wonderful sound, accomplished instrumentalists, beautiful vocalists. And, um, and this one does that, you know, over, over in this, in this country, uh, um, you know, we don't think of, tend to think of country songs as being this, um, rhythmically and harmonically sophisticated. Mm. Wow. Great observations, Al. <laughs> well, you make it work. You really make it work. Um, uh, is there a banjo player in there or is that, is that just a, somebody a finger picking on guitar to make it kind of banjo-ish? Do you remember? Yeah, there's a banjo. Um, okay. I think uh, instead of learning how to play the banjo, I think, uh, uh, and, and even though, you know, all the boys are, are multi-instrumentalists, uh, we couldn't have learned the banjo in five or ten minutes. He probably needed about half an hour, and we didn't have that time. <laughs> uh, so we, we tuned it to uh, guitar tuning, and uh, and uh, and Patrick... Mm picked it, uh, uh, the banjo during the song, just to give it that sound and, and give it that color and texture. Uh, in wow. the yeah, it worked out great. Yeah, yeah. it's got that, that 16th note flowing thing in there. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just wonderful. Yeah. And and who's the fiddle player? That is uh, one of the top Canadian uh, musicians, fiddle players, several awards, toured with all the biggest names. Um, yeah, he's... Uh, uh, Denny Dufresne is his name and uh, he lives in Calgary, Canada. And, uh, and yeah, we've, we've worked with him uh, a, a few times and, and again, they're the biggest names in the industry and, um, and, uh, but they're great supporters of, of us and the boys and the music and caring greatly in general. So it was good to have them on the record. So, um, what about your background as a, as a musician younger? I mean, you talked about, you know, being in the oil industry, but I have a feeling that you maybe as a younger man were a musician as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was my dream. I had run around six and seven years old and pretend I was playing in front of thousands of people and uh, that and being a hockey player. Those were the two dreams. <laughs> um, when I was 22, I, uh, I finished college and, and moved to Nashville. Well, traveled around the United States and tried to make it in Nashville and and um, and realized that everybody's good in Nash Nashville. And I didn't really have anything special. I was just a good singer. And and uh, but you know my musicianship wasn't awesome, like outstanding. And um, and my songwriting ability wasn't outstanding. It was just all really good. And uh, it, you could be really good in your town and be a local hero, but you can't just be really good and go to Nashville. <laughs> Everybody's really right. good. So big deal. So, um, so I came back with my tail between my legs a little and decided to conform and do the corporate thing for a while and have some kids and family and everything. And, and so I would work Monday to Friday and then Friday and Saturday, me and my brother-in-law had a duo in Calgary for 15 years. And, um, so we played a lot of music and a lot of weekends and then um, I had the boys on stage as much as I could just to give them the hours and the experience, never thinking that we were going to do this, uh, just, because it's it's great experience and whether you're going to public speak or present in a corporate environment it's just it's good to step into some form of confidence to be able to do that right mm -hmm. so absolutely uh, and then the boys got really good with their uh, you know formal music training on their instruments to be able to be invited 
on stage with their instruments and then it went from there so i was talking about the the rhythm the rhythm in killing time and i love the rhythm in uh love myself again and Al, I can't think, what is the term? Because they'll come to a complete stop and then start again. And I forget what the term is for that. Well, it's a break, you know. I'm just a break. Okay. Yeah. I, I, they, but they were just so fun that uh, I, I just really got into that rhythmically. Uh, but then I was really wondering about the title, Love Myself Again, because to do something again means you have done it before. So I was really curious as to where Love Myself Again came from. Yeah, well, it's, um, we've probably played it 80 times now live, and I think I've probably cried 69 of them. Uh, it's so <laughs> powerful of a song for me. Um, you know, the, again, we talk about tension, and you, t and, you, and you parallel that to the experience of letting go of all the stuff we've been carrying around so that we can discover who we truly are so that we can again love ourselves again and um that's uh sometimes um a terrifying series of acts as well so there's a lot of tension in that song to sort of mirror or parallel that experience and the again part it's a great question is um is uh of course we're born that way <laughs> And then we're taught not to be that way or conditioned. Yeah. And then yeah. we have to unlearn and heal everything that we've learned and been taught and conditioned so that we can love ourselves again. And, um, and you know, very proudly, uh, Patrick wrote that riff and, uh, and Liam wrote all of the lyrics. And I think Liam wrote the lyrics when he was maybe 21 or 22 years. Mm. So it's, uh, it's, Again, it's just wonderful that uh, that the young people are are coming from that deep place. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's I love. Well, I think that I think that it's probably a case of the uh, nuts not falling too far from the tree. It, it very well could be. <laughs> What's beautiful though is we we um, at the beginning you said that I was the leader of the band, and of course. Uh, uh, we, a band really can't have any hierarchy. Uh, it kind of undermines empowering everybody. And, and I know you were probably just showing some, some respect or something, but, um, but, um, you know, it's, it's never been like that with us. Um, uh, even though they're my kids, I even have had to sort of get rid of that father hierarchy and just be an equal thing. But what that did was it opened up this beautiful communication channels for multi-generational co-creation so mm, i'm the wow. and the teacher and they're the students and the teachers and uh and i think that's led to some amazing amazing things so again i i would never sit here and take credit for the wonderful humans that they are even though i had a hand in it um and uh, but i would certainly give them a lot of credit in in uh, in helping me to develop who i'm becoming <laughs> Oh. Yeah. So yeah, Liam Liam uh, did an amazing job with that song. Well, let's listen to "Love Myself Again" by Daring Greatly before I start to cry. Breaking down 
back, flip out and run around To find out how I feel I gotta step back and see what's real And trust my heart Take it back and slow it all down To a place where I can see myself And not blinded by nobody else Free from all my doubts To feed my soul I gotta find my way back home And remember who I am Oh yeah A duck in a
that's just beautiful to know that uh, it was uh, an old soul in a young body that wrote those lyrics. That's a, yeah, it really is a fantastic, it's a, a powerful song. It really is, you know. Um, and I'm going to go back to what I was talking about before the, the minor to major thing, because I think in this song, if I'm right, I might not be, uh, uh, you know, cause it's the minor verse and then it goes to the major in the, in the chorus again on the, on the love myself. And I think when, if I, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the time when you finally hit the major tonic, you get there is on that lyric, love myself again. And it's just such a, it's such a payday. I mean, I get goosebumps, you know? It's it's just it's just wonderful. Got a ah, oh, and then and then those those guitar and organ solos that the boys are doing. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean it's there's a little bit of a risk in being called a jam band, uh, but it's a little bit of uh, you know bugger you to the music industry that wants to you know formulize everything and uh, into you know three minute and twenty three second radio song, and so <laughs> it's a it's a little bit of that too. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not worried about any of that. I'm I'm in heaven. Listen to this. <laughs> so there's a, there's a lyric in this. I got to find my way back home and remember who I am. Mm. Uh, and that that ties beautifully into my next choice, which is uh, metanoia. Mm. Which is a word most people don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think even a lot of people that are kind of spiritual, they 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 hear it, they see it occasionally. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I had to kind of look it up, even though once I looked it up, I realized that the definition was in your lyrics. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's so that's a fun one too because um, uh, I had never heard the word before. And in all within sort of a four week to six week uh, uh, span, uh, Braden Terrio, our drummer, uh, came with the words to Metanoia, and and um, and uh, and and then I was reading some Carl Jung book, and there's the word. It's like I'm 53 years old, and I see it in a book for the first time. You know, just literally a couple of weeks after Braden had brought that word and that song to the band. I mean, it's just, it is how the universe works and uh, <laughs> have complete faith in it because it shows up all the time. I'm no longer even surprised by it. <laughs> well, well, maybe we should yes. share the definition, even though it's in the lyrics. Okay. They don't touch it in their lyrics, that it's a profound spiritual transformation or connection yeah true enough and i'm gonna i'm gonna piggyback on that um and i'm, and I'm gonna quote the lyrics where it says right. and beyond the mind we will find metanoia and for, if, the literal translation from the greek is meta beyond and then noia mind yeah the heart so let's give it a listen how about that how about we how about we give the listeners the chance to enjoy this here we go metanoia
I do not want that song to ever end. I, I don't. I, I just want it. It's one of those songs that, it, it, you know, after however many minutes go by, you just want it to keep going. I don't know if you ever do that in performance, but yes, I'm going to I'm going to suggest it if you don't, because uh, it feels so good. You've got you've got the, the the sense of alienation that it starts with, and then it builds so beautifully into hope, into the final real realization of, of metanoia or unity or whatever you want to call it you know yeah. it just i mean it's just super effective thank you yeah it's it's fun when um again when you create those tensions and uh and we can take it as far as we want and when it comes into this this melodic major chord five-part harmony big choruses um, you know, it brings a feeling all over that, that things are going to be okay. <laughs> well, no argument here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a success. There was one lyric at, in Killing Time that, uh, that, I, uh, that I'm really, really happy. And, and, and again, Liam wrote the lyric uh, probably when he was 21 or 22, but he said, um, we say we care, but we never dare to change the comfort that we're bound to like that. That's insanely profound. And mm -hmm. again, from a 21 or 22 year old to write that, um, because we're, we're, we're not collectively, we're not, um, we don't have the kind of reverence for time uh that uh, that we absolutely should have um we're just spending it like it's it's always going to be there and of course it's not <laughs> um and uh and you know it's great impetus for us to get up every morning and do just a little bit more and show up just a little bit more so that uh you know we're we're not one of those people that um you know we're 
we're bound to this comfort and therefore everything else looks scary outside of that. And so we're apathetic and sort of paralyzed. And, and I think that's what's going on. And there's a lot of people that are unhappy with the way the world is going, but they're comfortable enough that they don't want to upset that comfort. And, uh, and I think that might be by design too. Yeah. I mean, well, or, or the fall of Rome, right? <laughs> Where it's uh, Rome, Rome can't be bothered with us, what's going on out in the provinces. Yeah, right. Right, right, right. So now we're going to go to the title song of this album, Give Myself to the World, which I, when I was listening to it, I just sort of pictured myself standing on a, on a hill with my arms outstretched, <laughs> giving myself to the world. But I love the lyric no duality between you and me. And I know that duality or non-duality is, is one of Al's uh, favorite things to uh, look into and think about and read about. So talk to us about Give Myself to the World and specifically speak to the non-duality part. Yeah. Um, again, just, you know, we have lots of deep conversations in this multi-generational co-creative band that we have and uh and sharing ideas and it was really just a, a declaration that we know that happiness comes from having a purpose greater than ourselves we're building several businesses that have greater purpose and greater benefit it it really is just our declaration song we're here to serve period hmm. and uh so we're going to give ourselves to the world we can we can play music and we can sing. We have some business ideas and skills. We have an imagination that's um, pretty spectacular, and um, and we we have this band that has an unconditional love that probably makes us a little bit more powerful than any uh, than many individuals, um, because when we know we fall, it's going to be a soft place, and so that makes us pretty fearless. And so that song is just our. Declaration song. We're here to. Well, that's let's listen to to give myself to the world. Daring Greatly's declaration song. We are wandering that lost. Forget about left or right. Caught myself somewhere between a bitterness and a light. Please help me see a bit inside of me.
Jimmy down the stream Oh, how life feels but a dream Soaked by the beams, living free No duality between you and me Feel the energy And just let it be We have some, uh, like we were discovered uh, about a year and a half ago by some of the biggest names in the industry, and Metanoia and Give Myself were the uh, to the world were the two songs that that really got their attention. Yeah. Uh, those are the two songs that that started conversations, and um, and and they're the two songs that are taking us to the level. In the in wow. so uh, so we're pretty excited about. You know, as the dust is still settling, uh, you know, the big ships take a long time to turn. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, but it, the dust is settling, it seems. And um, and uh, and these names, you know, Give Myself to the World was was really the big song that sort of captured. Well, I'm, I'm glad for that. But I, I know the all, all the other ones can't be too far behind. Mm-hmm. Either. <laughs> well, we kind of believe that life is sort of content driven. And um, and Indeed. so you know we're we're not we're not looking at writing hits. We're 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 looking to continuously and perpetually create relevant art and expression uh, that that maybe you know makes a person feel better, uh, inspires uh, you know, does what art's supposed to do. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, and I'm, uh, you, uh, I'm, I'm going to say though that you do have an earworm in that song, and in, in that that is it follows me around. Uh, it really does. It uh, the uh, give myself to the world, give myself to the, that you know, just the hook. 
I mean, it's, 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 it's powerful and it works. And, you know, if you have a hit, you'll just have to live with it. I'm afraid. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, darn. (laughs) Well, I mean, we, we do imagine, you know, 80,000 people with their hands in the air, uh, everybody's singing, give, I give myself to the world so that we can all make the declaration that we're all singing along here together. And, uh, it, it, that, uh, I don't know if any other image, uh, could, could be as beautiful as that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that c- takes us to the end of the choices that Jeannie and I have made. Um, and of course, they've all been kind of centered around this idea of of of, uh, of meaning and spirituality and and you know some greater purpose, um, you know. But you may have some favorite song that maybe you know maybe doesn't even fit that mold, or um, you know, is there something that that you would like people to go? You know, this is pretty good. I really like this one too. Is there something else that uh, we ought to include? Yeah, there's a there's a couple of special ones. I mean, Shine has always been a really really special one for us. Uh, the stars are now aligned. It's time for you to shine. And again, it's it's just empowering people to to say you are good enough and you are important and the world needs you and everybody needs to step up and shine in their own unique ways. It's you know there's there's not winners and losers uh, as as the world might present to us. <laughs> And um, and so that one's really special. And we got our first standing ovation with that song. So it's very mm-hmm. special. And it was actually before we even finished the song and finished the words that we got the standing ovation. So that was at the Belly Up, um, which is a legendary place. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and hey Hurrah um, is another one that's just yeah. so special. Um, it just literally means there is joy. And it's another one of those songs that, you know, we have the vision of 80,000 people singing Hey Hurrah together, um, just to feel, all feel that same vibration as we're saying Hey Hurrah and declaring that there is joy, you know, in, in uh, well, I, I always like to get a little goofy with stuff, but uh, quantum physics tells us that the observer is just as important as the actor and um, and our energy in observation is very mm-hmm. profound in any equation so what are we observing and um, and if we're observing that there is joy then there's probably joy <laughs> and if we're observing that there's nothing but conflict as if maybe the TV would portray then that's what we're thinking is reality and it, it like scientifically it that is at the crux of it all so what are we observing and so in those moments um, that art can provide and music can provide for all of us to feel into that song and sing hey hurrah to to know that there is to chant to pray that there is joy uh, that's what we're observing and that's how we're living and that's how things are showing up in our lives. It's pretty spectacular. Well, Dale, you've taken us to school. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we think of ourselves as, as, as studied and, and, and all that, but, uh, Don't speak uh, for yourself now. <laughs> well, no, what a pleasure. What a real pleasure this has been. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, if, if folks, uh, you know, some of the, some of the people listening to this will ha- have never heard of Daring Greatly. Where should they go to find out more information about Daring Greatly? 
daring-greatly.com uh, is our website and uh, and all our shows and our stories and everything is on there. We have a Patreon page that uh, that people subscribe to like from 3.99 a month all the way up to $30 a month. Um, and, uh, and we're all over the internet. Once you find us, you won't be able to escape us. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad thing. <laughs> Tis the world today, but, we go. but I, I believe in what we're, it, I believe in what we're selling patch. I believe in what we're selling. <laughs> well, that's the only so way much. you can sell it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for taking the interest and, in, and in actually truly listening to the music and, and, and hearing the things that were intended uh, to be heard. Um, both of you, thank you very much. It's appreciated. You're very welcome. And I'm sure our audience will do the same. And I would be, very surprised if you don't you don't get a lot of new followers out of this. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Real Conversations, exploring the meaning behind the music. Real Conversations is produced by the New Thought Radio Network, sharing a vibration of love, positivity, and empowerment through a variety of media streams. Learn more on the web at New Thought medianetwork.org Listen to past episodes of Real Conversations on the podcast page at newthoughtradio.net Until next time, peace and blessings. Go forth and prosper.